Hey, I wanted to start off this episode in a different way. We were, thanks to you guys listening, in the top 10% of podcasts most shared globally, which is so impressive and means so much to me for a podcast that is less than a year old. Still, I want to set you a challenge of getting into that top 1%. So if you have ever enjoyed an episode or thought that the message from a guest was worth sharing, please send that episode to your friends. If you know someone that loves cars and is looking to get into the industry or change careers, help give them some inspiration. And speaking of inspiration, let's see what we got today. You race cars, you say your dad sort of did it and that's kind of why you do it. And they go, who's your dad? And they go, you go, Rob Gravit. And you go, I know him. And you think, wow, really? That's cool. You know, big, big budgets, millions of pounds then. Um, it was huge. It was massive. And it's when you look back and people still say they are the best years of motorsport, growing up around that really sort of cements that passion, I think. I think that's what it is. I just started nagging dad to say look can, can, can I go racing um, and I honestly don't know why I started doing that I just did and I asked him once a day then twice a day then three times a day then eventually it was a hundred times a day and, and and he crumbled from a mindset side I've always been very very um, good at dealing with that or anything like that I, I I have to fully believe in everything that I do you know when you do it you've got to believe in it my goal is to get to British Touring Cars stay in British Touring Cars and win it multiple times that is that is the goal and anyone who says that isn't the goal is lying when I understood what what was the what was going on in my head I was like ah right I get it I get it so I need to see instant results so I need to see something's happening I need to see that I've achieved something but not only do I personally want to see that achieved I want to see it perfect and I want it yesterday jump don't not do it. Jump. Do it. Just do it. You 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 will make the wrong choices, but just keep going and you will do it. Bradley, welcome to the podcast. And there's a question I like to start off with, and it's what ignited your passion for cars? Um, I think that goes back quite a long way, to be honest with you. Um, I grew up around the sport. Um, my dad, uh, my father, Rob Gravitt, um, who you may or may not already know, the guy in the picture behind me, um, he was a professional racing driver um, for pretty much most of his working life. And I kind of grew up around the sport. And yeah, that kind of, it was in the blood. I was, I was born, when I was born, he was already at the top of his game and he continued to be at the top of his game for several years of my, um, my life. So um, yeah, I grew up around the sort of pinnacle of UK motorsport and that kind of drove me towards the love for, for, for motorsport and cars. That was it. Yeah. So what was it about when you were obviously watching your dad do it and the lifestyle he led, what was it about that appeal to you that you liked about it? Um, at the time, it was just how it was. I think when you're, I was quite young. So I was six, seven, eight kind of age. Mm. Um, and he kind of finished professional motorsport when I was kind of, kind of around that sort of age. So my memories of it are, are quite, um, what's the word? Um, small, I think probably is the, is the right word for that. I don't remember everything. Um, and obviously being dad, I've done quite a lot of research since then as well. So I've watched all the old videos and the big years. So I was born in, I was born in 93 um, and his biggest year by far was in, in 89 and 1990. So unfortunately I missed that by, by three years. So I didn't get to see that. So it was only as I started getting a little bit older, um, I became more aware of, I think, what it was. I think when you're a kid, you, your mum takes you to the track and you just, you're just there as a child and you just sort of, it, it, that, that's how it is. It would be the same for any uh, top-level athlete. I would imagine they, they're young kids. You look at premiership footballers, it'll be the same. Their young kids won't know what's going on. So it was only until I got a little bit older that I realised, actually, that's, that's pretty cool. But when it kind of really sunk in was sort of when you're talking to people that aren't necessarily involved in motorsport and you get chatting and what do you do? And you say you race cars, you say your dad sort of did it and that's kind of why you do it. And they go, who's your dad? And they go... You go, Rob Gravit, and you go, I know him. And you think, wow, really? That's cool. That's really mm. cool. So it's only as you start getting a little bit older and you understand it. Um, and I get a lot more of that now I race myself. A lot of people 
write to me and message me and talk to me. And I mean, a lot of people know more about his history than he does. So it's, I think as I got older, I sort of started appreciating it a little bit more, I think, um, than when I was a kid, but you just, I've got those amazing memories of those incredible years of touring cars when they were huge. Um, you know, the super touring era was one of the biggest, um, which was sort of in, in the sort of mid nineties. That was when it was serious manufacturer support. Um, you know, we're talking tens and tens, tens of thousands of people, you know, big, big budgets, millions of pounds. Then um, it was huge. It was massive. And it's when you look back and people still say they are the best years of motorsport growing up around that really sort of cements that passion. I think, I think that's what it is. Yeah. And so, so when you're looking at, why did you start to get right? Why did you start to get racing? What in, what in you when I, I, I like that? I want to try that. That's a great question. And it's not one that I can actually give you a direct answer to. Um, I think when you strip it back, I think I'm really competitive as a person. Um, mm. I've I've always taken on challenges, whether that be sport, motorsport, or whether that be in business. And I run several businesses myself. Um, and I, I have a, not a problem, but I have a, I have a thing where I can't say no. So if I see an opportunity, I will absolutely grab it at every occasion um, to a point where I have to seriously sit down and sometimes consider I probably can't take that on because I haven't got enough time. Um, and I, I, I think, um, yeah, I think that's it really. I think I just, I'm just competitive. And obviously with the history, um, that competitive nature happened to push me towards motorsport. I mean, like I used to, I used to go race, race go-karts when I was younger and that was brilliant. Some of the best oh, things in my, yeah, my life. Great. And I'm, a, I'm only 22. It's fantastic. Um, but I, I didn't have a, point of reference from to go from where, where to go from there so what did you obviously your dad was probably quite a big help but where did you what did you look at certain racing series or certain things like and school like what was it like growing up wanting to be a racing driver at school so it's um it wasn't until a little bit later that it kind of came reality so school for me was um so going back going back way back so I'm, I'm 29 now um and when i was um 13 um i don't quite know what happened um i just i just started nagging dad to say look can, can i go racing um and i honestly don't know why i started doing that i just mm. did um and i asked him once a day then twice a day then three times a day then eventually it was a hundred times a day and 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 he crumbled and um he he eventually he eventually said yeah sure let, let's go let's let's go and do some karting so i did some i did i did two back-to-back -back years professional karting um 2007 2008 and of course end of 2008 financial crash and um budgets were pulled left right and center from everywhere so it wasn't feasible to do it so i actually had a very very long break away from motorsport um for quite a, several years in fact um and we i wasn't in a position and i wasn't really of a mind where I could, I was young. So when I was a kid, I was funded by dad and sponsors mm. that he went out and found. Um, and it wasn't until a lot later on in my, um, my adolescence and, and, and in my, my early twenties where I actually was in a position not only to self fund, um, the sport, um, but also in a position to have a mindset where I can actually go out there and find investment because actually motorsport of all sports and all, um, of all sports all professional sports is the only sport where the athlete has to go out and find the money you look at tennis yeah. you look at um football you look at okay boating different that's a different thing f1 power boats and things like that that's another one that's class i would class that as most people but any of those sort of tennis football whatever you 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 go through the ranks you get seen you get scouted you get spotted whatever maybe a little bit of cash can help point you in the right direction but ultimately you've got to be very very talented and good at what you do to get to where you need to get to but motorsports different you can have you can be um without sounding demeaning to anybody, you can be an absolutely nobody in the sport that have loads of money and be driving a touring car at the pinnacle of UK motorsport tomorrow, if you want to. Um, so it was only a lot later on where I actually realized that 
where when I was in a position to, you had to, I had to jump. Um, I had to jump to get into into the sport. Um, I had to put my hand in the pocket and uh, because you've got to sell yourself. Um, and if you're not actually driving a race car, then how can you sell that to investors or sponsors or whoever it is that's going to put put some budget behind you mm. to push you in the direction you need to go? So um, I put my hand in my pocket um, in 2020. Nine, 2019 I think it was uh, did a test um, in a mini JCW which I'm racing now um, got some images some content and wrote up a brochure sent it around and that's how I got into it myself there's a little bit more to it but that's that's that summarizes it and then one thing led to another and here we are today oh, fantastic so how did you learn how to fund yourself how did you learn how to sell yourself I mean obviously like door knocking or cold, cold calling that's a big way of doing it but like what were the, the things that you found were useful motorsport itself if one is looking at getting into motorsport i think it's um it's quite a challenging industry to break into um it is it is um money driven um it, it, budget is, is required you don't necessarily need to be wealthy to, to get into motorsport you've got to be clever with how you do it um and finding investment isn't as simple as just knocking around doors and asking people you might get lucky if you ask a thousand people you might get three or four that says hey yeah let's let, let's do this um but it's really, really challenging, um, and you're up against every other driver. Um, everybody is is knocking on the same doors. Um, so it's about doing something different. Um, and the way that I um, always approach, I was always quite lucky because Dad was very innovative, even in his day with with raising investment. Um, and getting investment, and you do need a considerable in, in investment. Um, I mean, I, I'm happy to share numbers um, to run in, in a JCW um, in the Mini Challenge. Um, supporting the touring cars is is properly, probably plus of £100,000 a year to do that. Um, mm. So at that level, it is, of course, um, a, it's a proper business. You know, we're not, we're not, I'm not being funded by family or anything like that. We are going out there and, and you know, we all work hard and we all, help where we can but actually we we rely on our sponsorship and our business model it's marketing really we're, we're running a marketing business that's what we're doing mm. um the car me the whole entire social media package what we're doing right now on this podcast is all about that it's all adding to that um plethora of things that i can offer an investor or we or gravit racing can offer an investor um so if you've been listening to the podcast for a while now each month the podcast has a sponsor that i love and i believe helps the car community and this month's sponsor does precisely that. I've been a big fan of Fuel for quite some time now, especially when it comes to working out, and I've got some exciting news to share with all of you. I recently discovered Huel's ready-to-drink milk, and it's a total game-changer. Not only is it delicious, but I'm a big fan of the chocolate flavour, and I'm a bigger fan of the 26 essential vitamins and minerals you need to go about your day. And let me tell you, it came in super handy during a recent 24-hour trip to a certain German racing track. Instead of eating unhealthy petrol station food, Huel kept me energized and focused on and off track. So if you are on the hunt for a quick and easy meal option, go to huel.com forward slash ignition to receive your free t-shirt and shaker and support the podcast. Now, back to the episode. So getting sponsors isn't necessarily about, hey, look, I, I'm racing cars and, and do you want to stick a sticker on the side of a race car? Because they're not really going to get any return off that so if you think if you're walking into a company and you're saying look if you would like a majority shareholding of the car in terms of the branding space on the car let's just say it's fifty thousand pounds for half the car for that you're going to get an awful lot of exposure across the car but how's that business going to activate that how are they going to activate that how are they going to turn that 
what is in essence a marketing investment into a sport into money for them because that's what mm. it is i mean if you had 50k you could go and spend it on adwords social media advertising social media advertising uh, a billboard outside a train station whatever um so why why should why should you why should why should you spend it with us me with a racing driver invest that into motorsport well it's how you activate that as a business um and for each and every partner and investor it's different um you do find that some people um just do it because they love the sport um, and they're the greatest and best partners to have because they're very easy to to look after um, providing this hospitality there and they have a great weekend some people like to be involved in the car um, and sometimes it's as simple as that um, they're quite rare investors majority 97 98 percent of people do it because they want to activate that as a business so it's about understanding their business understanding how how and what they want from it um, uh, you know tv coverage great the car goes past 10 seconds yeah okay it's good but you're not going to sell product out of that it's about activating no. that as a business so it's about grabbing a steel perhaps from that tv shot and then sharing that across the social media accounts and and saying hey look this is what we're doing this is who we are this is what we're doing we're a real business we're getting involved with this driver um and activating that with their clients um and there's lots of different ways you can do it there's, there's, there's hundreds of different ways and it all it all depends on you know some people do it for team building think box in a race circuit think golf you know you you there is a there is a platform and a and a place there where as a business, you could perhaps invite potential clients, um, prospective clients to an event, to a motorsport event. And, mm. and it's great because they're involved in the team. They're involved in the car. You can get them involved in all the setup behind the scenes stuff. And people absolutely love it. I mean, people who love cars, love cars. I mean, you love cars, I'm sure. I can see a little Michelin man in the background now. I'm sure you are uh, into cars, as am I, of course. And yeah. when, you, when, you don't see, when you're into cars, but you don't see this stuff, it's like, wow, that's great. And of course, that mm. sparks an emotion with that client with that business who invite them along and they shake an hand and do a deal. And suddenly that 50,000 pounds investments turn into a half million pound contract that they've just secured off the back of that. And that's how it works. You've got to activate it and really, really work it and really understand that business. Um, the other thing, it's not short term. Um, no investment into the sport is short term. It doesn't work. It's got to be long term. Minimum, we say generally three years, usually. The longer, the better for that. Um, for that investor because the more um, the more their clients see it the more people see the branding on the car the more people engage with the content um, the more they 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 start engaging in emotion with that um, driver team whatever and they, then they start understanding and seeing and the rule of seven we've all heard the rule of seven you see it seven times then you'll buy it's as simple as that so the more you activate it the more likely it is it's going to drive business or sales or whatever you want from from that engagement yeah no, it's, it's fantastic it's not, um, yeah gems of gems of wisdom but so where'd you learn this from and obviously this is this is must this must be self-taught you must be because you've, you've not got to university from marketing degree you've not gone out there no so, so where is this information coming from um this is from my own personal experience um i i um i've actually i, I run several businesses myself um and I, I i i market as a lot of businesses do um and i understand it from that side and i understand it from the sports person side so mm. i get both sides i've also got um dad as well um who's been there done it got the t-shirt um and times have changed times have moved on you know social media didn't exist the internet didn't even exist or, or, or nowhere near what it is like today so branding then was was quite different it was quite heavily reliant on its tv coverage then as well because of course there was only a handful yeah. of tv channels at that time um so it it, it has moved on but it's self-taught it's um it's it's a question of you, you get up one week and you think right how are we going to raise some money um 
it's a question of need really yeah you, you have to do it if you don't raise the budget you're not going to do your sport so you've got to find a way and when you're backed in the corner um and lots of drivers have been in very very similar positions um and it's a, it's just part of the sport when you get back to the corner you've got to find a way out um and you've got to try everything you do um and as far as 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 a, as a driver goes and a platform goes i i would i would say that we've built quite a comprehensive um in essence marketing business for mm. for investors to to join the sport um yeah, it's as simple as that, really. It's, just, it's literally trial and error. You try that, it doesn't work. You try that, it doesn't work. You try that, it does work. But then those three things might work differently and some might work for some partners, not mm. others. It is literally trial and error. There is no right or wrong answer of doing it. Um, there really isn't. Um, but one thing that it is definitely one route in is if you are a business owner um, and you are spending money with a, um, a uh, what have we got here, um, supplier, um, they're the easiest partners to get. So if you've got a, so that's, you often see kids with, with parents who, um, who, who run, I don't know, building businesses, for example, and they're spending X number of thousands a year with that company. And it's a, it's a phone call saying, Hey, look, you know, my son or whoever is racing cars, do you want to get involved? Um, and because you're a client, it's, a, it, yeah, it's, a, it's a really, it's a really good way of encouraging someone to invest. Um, they're, they're, they're some of the, again, some of the easiest partners to, to, to get, but it is, it is a challenge because you are asking someone to part in essence with quite a lot of money. Um, yeah. so it's, uh, it's challenging. It is a challenging subject for sure. And you mentioned challenging subjects. I mean, so, so your mental health through this, Bradley, how has like since deciding and since being backed into that corner, deciding that I've got to make something of this. How has that journey been for you and how has your mental health been through that? Yeah. So I've, um, I've actually been working with a, a mindset coach all, all year. Um, I've, um, called thinking it better, which you would have seen branded on my car. It's actually also one of my partners. Um, so going back to making it work for a sponsor, this is part of that. So, um, Ian, who I've been working with the, the, the owner of the business, he, he, he's great. And, um, from a mindset side, I've always been very, very, um, good at dealing with that. Um, I've been very, um, I'm, I'm quite strong minded. Um, and I've just been brought up like that. And I've just actually, I always relate this kind of topic back to the gym and him, hear me out on that one. Um, I've been training since I was karting. I, 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 from very young age, I trained and trained quite hard, whether that be cardiovascular fitness or, or weight fitness. Um, and I always, I always had a rule um, that always said that I would never, if I decided to do it, I would never not do it unless I physically, mm. if I, unless I really hurt myself, which I don't want to do touch wood or I, um, or I was poorly or something like that with a cold or whatever, then I would consider to, to rest. Um, but I would always do it and I'd always finish. That was always my rule. Um, and there was no exception to that. None at all. Unless of course, I, as I say, I hurt myself. Um, and that mindset there, um, kind of not only made me physically fit which was kind of the point of it at the time it was mm. it was to make me physically because if you if you go halfway through a run and you quit that's 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 you're not going to get as fit as you want to get so but what it did was it actually made me really mentally fit as well because when i was in so much pain physically i my mind would say stop and i'd be going no no way not happening i'm going to keep going and i'm going to finish this exercise um and that that's kind of applied to everything um and I mean, I stay up till one, two o'clock in the morning working to make this happen. I don't yeah. ever stop and I will never stop until it doesn't happen. And when it doesn't happen, I'll keep going anyway. And it will never, ever, ever beat me. It won't beat me. It won't beat me. And I think that's 
I think it works. And I think a lot of drivers feel the same way because naturally you are very competitive because that's the whole thing. It's, it is a gladiatorial sport. And and um, a lot of drivers are very good at continuing to push, certainly at this level, because as I said, it's a lot of money. And mm. and to make that happen, you've got to work really, really, really hard. So um, yeah, you get, you get times where it can become, from your mental health side, it can be challenging for sure, but it never beats me because at the end of the day, so what, you know? It is what it is. If it's supposed to happen, it will. And if it doesn't happen, then work harder. And that's fine because you just work, keep working harder and harder and harder and eventually it'll happen. And that's that's tried and proven because that's what we do. We work really, really hard and it happens. So, yeah, it's um yeah absolutely fine. Honestly, <laughs> I sound like I'm not, but it's absolutely fine. And even when you're back right into a corner, you just you just got to fight your way out. You just got to find a way, get out of it and move on to the next thing, whatever that happens to be. You just got to keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing. No, it's brilliant. It's, it's really motivating. I think it's, it's something that people need to hear and people don't hear a lot of because you hear, I mean, especially like parents these days and I've, I've heard it going to schools, like you hear people say like, if you don't, if you don't succeed, that's okay. I mean, it depends on what you don't succeed at. Like if you don't succeed at getting an A in maths, I wouldn't cry about it. But like, if you're doing something you love and you don't succeed at it, it's important to remind them that you got to go again. Absolutely. You can't just, you can't you just can't, give up. You, you can't just give up and, and, you know, I've I got to be a bit careful, but I, 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 I have, I, without sounding big headed or anything like that, I, I, I have to fully believe in everything that I do. You know, when you do it, you've got to believe in it. If, you, if I've mm. decided it to do it, I believe in it. And therefore I'm going with it. That's what's happening. And, you know, you get, there are, there is so many opinions and so many people around you that will straight away. I mean, Thinking it better has made me so aware of the it's the language that people use and the language that's said um, and how things are said. It's the very, very small detail. Um, and so many people want people to fail, but don't publicly do that. And if since working with Thinking It Better, I've been able to really hear those triggers and understand when people, you know, people like it. People like it because, hey, look, you know, so what, you know, because they their belief is potentially that they couldn't do it themselves well that's not true we know they can do it themselves but if their belief system is they can't do it themselves people try and try and impart that belief system onto you and you've got to remember that that's wrong like believe in yourself because it can happen and Mm. and it will happen it might not happen tomorrow it might not happen this year but it will happen if you really 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 want it but you've got to really want it you've got to really work for it and then it will happen it just will doesn't matter who you are doesn't matter what form of life you're in if you want it enough you'll get it it's as simple Mm. as that keep going it's great life's dictatorial you know there are winners and there are losers it's as simple as that and the winners keep going no it's brilliant so, so i mean in terms of your opinion of your own career so far like how are you how are you doing in terms of the sport itself everything how, how are you, are you, at this point you look at your life so far are you happy with I, what's happened i i it's i very rarely step back and look um because i'm so flat out all the time with everything but um if i stop and actually think about it as i will now um and and where i've come from what what was four years ago a pipe dream um an idea that I, that i decided to do um to where i am now which i would say is at not far off the pinnacle of of british motorsport the premier league of british motorsport i would say we're doing pretty well um mm. if you look at it on a daily you might see otherwise um because it is challenging um it, there are there are lots of hurdles um to to jump over um lots of late nights lots to do um lots of failures amongst that you 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 do things and they don't work um it takes up a lot of your time and it doesn't work um but other things you do do work 
But strip all that aside, looking from where I was four years ago, I mean, I used to what I used to go to the race. I mean, dad's been in and out of motorsport through through that entire process of my life, you know, even after professional motorsport to, to today. You know, he's been in historic cars and done bits and bobs. And every time I hear the engine start up, drive around, I used to say, oh, God, I want to do motorsport. I want to go racing. Like, that's what I want to do. Like, that, mm. that is what I want to do. And and I just decided that that's what I'm going to do. And that was it. It was a very, it was a very expensive decision, and I would have definitely made it again. But it was, um, it was something that I just knew. I just, I just felt that every time I, you know, I used to go to the British Touring Cars from time to time when I was a kid, and I used to, I remember seeing the Clio's, which is what the Minis replaced, and I used to hear them driving around and spitting out flames. I used to be like, yeah, that's what I want to do. That's cool. And I used to get that kind of like that kind of like, like tingly feeling, you know, in your stomach, where you just like, yeah, that that that's it. That's that's the one. And yeah, we mm-hmm. just, yeah, just made it happen. Yeah, and, uh, so you go, yeah, perfect. And so you, you're going to sport, which is, I mean, I like to just dress the elephant in the room, like your dad, which is quite dominant. And so do you compare yourself to him and his journey? Or do you just, obviously you focus on your journey? Um, I use him to leverage everything I can. Um, I use yeah. what he did 30 years ago to do, to leverage everything. I mean, if you had that tool, you'd use it. Um, I've heard a lot of drivers and I will be naming no names, um, beat around that a little bit, try and say, oh yeah, no, it's nothing to do with him. No, no, it absolutely is. I'm doing it because I want to do it. And he has only ever discouraged me to do it because he knows how challenging an industry this is. And mm. I think as a father, it's probably an appropriate thing to try and discourage your kids to, or your, your son to do something that, you know, it's, it is a brutal sport because at any point the rug can be pulled from under you and you're not racing. So it's a brutal sport and he, he and he knows that, but absolutely I'm leveraging the family name as much as I possibly can. No questions asked. That's what I'm doing hundred <laughs> percent. But I think I'll do a good job at that. Definitely. Um, and it does open doors for sure. Um, you know, people, people, some people say that the, the year that he won the touring cars in this, this RS 500 just behind me here um, was possibly one of the best years of, of touring cars. I'm very biased. So, you know, I might not be, but that's what I've heard from, from a few people have said that. Um, and it was a great time. Um, if you go back on YouTube and watch all the 1989, 1990, those kind of group A um, touring car years it is fantastic. You know, they are proper racing cars. So, yeah, it definitely helps. I absolutely leverage it, one hundred percent. Definitely, the whole I mean, the whole brand is built around the helmet colours. You know, the stripes you can see behind us. Um, so, yeah, definitely. No, but and when you're competing, um, I'll talk about you. You as a you as a driver, and you look at what he's done. Is there any way to top that? And do you want to top it? Uh, yes, I do. Um, he he won the touring cars twice. Um, once outright, um, so he won everything, and then once as an independent. So he won it in. I think nine, he definitely won in 1990. It was 97 or 98. I think it was 97. Um, and yeah, I have a goal of beating his record. So I want to win it three times. That's my plan. I want to go to British Touring Cars. I mean, I mean, there's, there's something you got to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, I'm going to bring back to, but my goal is to get to British Touring Cars, stay in British Touring Cars and win it multiple times. That is, mm-hmm. that is the goal. And anyone who says that isn't the goal is lying because that is the goal. That's always the goal. If you're in Touring Cars or in a support series and that's what you're looking at doing, that's that's the goal um unless you're just having fun but a lot of people that's where they want to go to um so i I mean i think it's it's important that to know as well from my perspective that obviously when you wanted to do something for as long as i have and then when you eventually start doing it it can be quite overwhelming in terms of um like wow i'm actually doing it i'm I'm driving a race car like how cool is this like this is so cool like this Mm. is the cool and it is there's no questions it is the coolest thing like when you drive out the pit lane and you pull the gear stick and you're there and it's like, oh, wow, this is cool. There's people there and there's like the smell and the noise and it's the coolest thing. But you have to put that aside. Like, like you have to put that aside very, very quickly because otherwise you'll just, you'll just say to yourself, great, 
goal achieved. I'm here, I'm racing. So, which was my goal. That was my goal to go racing. But actually, that wasn't my goal. My mm. goal was to win. And I haven't done that yet. And I'm still fighting to do that. I really want that more than anything. And once you strip that kind of like excitement away, and don't get me wrong, I had that. I had that in the Coopers in 2020. And when I made the step up to JCWs, which is where I am now, I had that even more. Um, but I very quickly realized that you actually then start, oh, it's all right, I went slow. So it doesn't matter because I'm racing. No, it does matter because you're competitive. And to feed that competitiveness, you have to get results. Whether that's top tens, top fives, you have to have those results. And also, of course, it's a sport. So, you know, you have to perfect that technique. And if you're not thinking about that and you're just overwhelmed with excitement all the time, you can't perfect what you're doing. Mm. So you have to strip that away and really, really focus on on the goal in hand, which is to be at the front and to win races and championships. Um, and I mean, going back to your question with that, that ultimately will turn hopefully into what will be, I would like to think, multiple wins. Um, that's that's the goal. That's always been the goal. That's been the goal um after i had all that excitement disappear once that goes then it's focus 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 on getting what needs to be done done i mean you don't go and play tennis you're gonna lose you don't like wow i'm playing tennis yeah i'm gonna lose no you you want to win it but of course anyone yeah. can pick a racket up that's the difference so i think with motorsport you've got to be really really careful with with the mindset side of it which i think is really even when you're motivated like i am i think it's really important to sometimes speak to somebody who can see it from a mechanical way you know see the mind as a mechanical side and be like look this is where you are. This is where you want to go. This is a great way of thinking of how to do it. Yeah. And so I mean, speaking about mechanical ways and the way the mind works, what if your mind stops working? No, just for whatever happens. Well, in the then terms you of like, yeah. <laughs> you <fall> over. <laughs> well, yeah, but in the way that you, you make, for whatever reason, whatever happens, you wake up tomorrow and you're not motivated. Obviously you're um, going to carry on, but. That's not, that's not me. Um, that's not you. I, I, that's not going to be me. That's not me. That's never. That's never going to be me. That's never been me. Um, I mean, you then. I think from. I think really. I think what you got to do in that situation is, is that, are you doing the right thing? Are you doing mm. something that you really want to do? Because if you wake up in the morning and you're not motivated to get out of bed, is it the right choice? Do you really want to do it? Are you being pushed into it? Are you being forced into it? Are you? Do you feel it's the right thing to do and you're just doing it because you know? Really, I get up in the... I mean, I, don't get me wrong, I'm not the best in the morning, so I do sometimes struggle to get out of bed, but hey, that's a choice. Um, I think it's... Um, I think you'll have... I think in that case, I think you'd have to take a step back and really think, you know, is it is it worth it? Is it worth all the hard work you're going to put in or is it time to call it a day? That's not quitting. That's that's yeah. deciding. That's deciding to do something else. It's you actively deciding to do something else um, because reality of it is, is to be successful in any industry, motorsport, sport, whatever, you've got to put a lot of effort in. And if it's something you love, then you might feel like that. No, perfect. And so, I mean, let's, let's pick up the future then in terms of like, if it, when this, when this does happen, when you do win these multiple championships, have you thought about the next thing or is that just a focus at the moment? It's just to win that's something. A, that's a, that's a topic that I have, um, been asked before. Um, and, it's not really something that I have an answer for, to tell you the truth. I've often got an answer for everything, but that particular one, I don't have an answer because the goal is that. So once I achieve mm. that goal, then what is the goal? I don't know. <laughs> Just don't do it again. I don't know. Like, yeah. once you're there like, and you've done it, then what? I don't know. I suppose you go GT racing or Le Mans or something like that. But that's not really something I particularly want to do. Um, so I can't answer that question, I'm afraid. Um, I, I'll, I'll tell you when I get there. That's cool. And I very no, much mean when I get there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But so, so is 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 then for you is is touring car is is it 
you're happy to would you let's say you win five races in the next five years would you quit um i i it depends i would never i think when you get to a point with it um and i'm going to put words in my dad's mouth here um slightly and this is what he would say um he would say that he started doing motorsport because he um enjoyed it then he did it because he enjoyed it and he got paid. And then he did it because he got paid. Um, and from my perspective, I'm very aware of um, it's a very it's very challenging as a driver um, today. Um, certainly when you're not at the absolute top. I mean, I'm in support series. Yeah, okay, mm. we get sponsored, but it's not enough for me to to earn a living from nowhere near. Um, because all the extra money you get, you test, you 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 repair the car, you service the car, you do whatever you can. So you use all the money you've got. You always do. It's always been like that. Um, yeah. When you get into touring cars, it's a little bit easier to raise a little bit more money. So you can, as a driver, as a sports person, earn some money from it, potentially, um, if you're good enough with your partners and, and you do a good job. Um, so it, it all depends where I am in that situation. If I am, I mean, I have, other, as I say, other businesses that that, that fund me personally. Um, mm. and, and, and that's how I earn money to, to live and, and do things. Um but if I get to a point which I don't want to get to a point where I've got a I've got a, a noose around my neck um, with motorsport and I'm either losing sometimes or making sometimes, that's not a healthy situation to be in. So right now the goal is winning the championship. But if I do that and I'm in a very tricky situation financially where I am stuck, then I will look at alternative ways of, of making money. Um, and and that that that's just how it is. Uh, it's not a question I can answer now because I'm hoping that if I do everything right, that's the goal that I can do motorsport, I can run the businesses, and I can earn money from both, and 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 both of them support themselves. And in that situation, mm. I'll just keep doing year on year on year on year on year because I'll be a great marketing asset for a business. And if I can earn money and and also enjoy it at the same time, you know, if I put in all the hard work now and I get to a point where actually it's very easy and I've got people that that can help me. Um, do whatever then yeah i'll keep doing it but if i'm if I'm in a position where i'm really struggling then i will look at other alternatives once that goal is achieved no it's brilliant i think it's um something that i've spoken to racing drivers before and it was one that pops out when you said earning money on the side is like oliver james webb he said that he realized very early on you can earn more money out of racing if you become you set up businesses and you race the level you want to race at yeah. rather than going down yeah. the factory route so it makes sense. Well, Oliver's that... done a great job. I mean, I, yeah. I, 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 he's done a fantastic job. Um, yeah, all credit to him with his with his social medias and things like that. I mean, he's a very, very marketable asset. Um, yeah, I think he's done a fantastic job, and 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 he, he's a bit of an inspiration to to people, you know, sm smaller, I feel like influence like myself. Um, I just think what he's managed to achieve and what is in essence quite a short career. I mean, he, I wouldn't have said he's a dissimilar age to myself. So yeah, he's done a top job with that for sure. I think he's got quarter mm -hmm. million followers now. I think he's done a really great job with that. Something like that. <laughs> but, I'm yeah, the biggest fan. Was... Can, you, can you tell him? <laughs> I, can, I will, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll give you his email if you want. Um, but yeah, so like, <laughs> I mean, if you want to speak to him, by all means. Um, I think it's about the <laughs> podcast. But uh, yeah, anyway, like um, it, it's funny because I, I, I spoke to, I was speaking to you now and I'm listening. Like when is, have you ever thought about family? Have you ever thought about what, after the racing, do you have a girlfriend? Like outside of racing, what is your life like? Yeah, it's um yeah, I have a partner. Uh, we've been together a very long time. Um and she's great. She supports me in every way. Um mm. and always has done and I'm sure always will do. Um and yeah, family life, mum, dad, girlfriend's family, holidays, out for dinner, walks on a Sunday, you know, all that stuff. We we still do all that stuff and all that stuff has to be balanced in with it. But 
I think to get a little glimpse into how my, my private life is, motorsport is something that I do in some way or another every single day. Mm. Every single day fits in with whether it's a phone call, emails, branding, working on the website, social media, whatever it is, racing happens every day. But I don't drive a car. I drive a car seven times a year, you know, on mm. or seven weekends a year. So I, I, the work that goes into this is, is colossal. And it's a huge strain on everyone around you. Definitely. Um, fortunately, everyone's behind me, so it's okay at the moment. But of course, when I talk about the financial side of, of motorsport, it's, it's, it's extraordinarily expensive sport. And to make it happen, you need cash. Um, and it is about balancing cash with, you know, you, you need to go on holiday. You need to break sometimes. That, those things have to happen. And it adds to that ever-increasing list um, of, you know, yes, you have to do your emails and yes, you have to speak to these partners and yes, you have to do this work on the website, whatever it is. Um, but actually you also have to make time for everything else. Like normal people, we're all normal, but you know what I mean? Everyone outside of motorsport, your family, all those things that you do, birthday parties, going out some weekend, everything that you do, you still have to find time for that. Even though that in the week, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, you're up to one o'clock in the morning. So yeah, it's, mm. it's, it's, it's a, it's a big strain. Yeah, definitely. 100%. Um, and it's, it's, uh, it's an interesting, um, it's an interesting sport. It's um, it, it really encapsulates you as a person and as a business person and as an athlete because it is such, it is such a um, it is such a lot of work to do. But the rewards um, I've been told are fantastic. <laughs> no, and so what about like events that you've missed and stuff like that? When, when it comes, I mean, when it comes to finding a partner, were you racing at the point and like the conversations you had with? Oh, we, like, we've been together fifteen years, yeah. so okay. we've been yeah. together. And and she was always standing next to me when I said. I want to go racing. I want to go racing. I want to go racing. Oh, she heard all that. Like, mm. so she, she, she is that. Yeah. Like, you know, she's definitely like behind 100% and very, very supportive and very, very, very helpful. And yeah, it's, um, I think if, if, if I was, um, if I wasn't with somebody, it would be, um, it would be difficult to have a relationship, I would say. Um, and I've got racing pals that I just think, how, like, how are you, how are you ever going to settle down? So yeah, I'm, I'm very lucky. Um, I am in a very, very fortunate position when it comes to stuff like that because I can step away and properly step away when I need to. Mm. I can step away and go on holiday or I can step away and do whatever and just be away from it and not be stuck in the office or in the house or whatever, just constantly thinking about it. Um, I mean, because I'd just be on the sim constantly or I'd just be in front of my computer constantly. So, yeah, it gives a nice balance, I think. Um, and, yeah, you know, life still has to go on, you know, marriage, kids, house, mortgage, those things still have to happen. And, you know, not only have you got to fund your racing, but you've got to fund your life as well. So that's why the business side of it's important because raising sponsorship is difficult. Raising enough sponsorship to actually complete the season where you don't have to put your own private money in is, diff is even harder. And mm. also raising sponsorship where you've got enough to skim off the top of no money is almost in the series where I am almost impossible. Not impossible, but almost impossible. So you've got to find a way not only to fund your racing, but also your life as well. Yeah, you mentioned you mentioned it have to happen in terms of like mortgage and kids. Like, do, does it have to happen? Is it or is it something that you've? Oh no, I want no, I want those things to happen. Yeah, yeah, yeah they, no, like, right. they, they have that. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you know, you're not being pressured into this. Are you? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. No, 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 no. You not see that mark on my neck, can you? <laughs> yeah, the leash was. It was no. You were good. <laughs> <laughs> no not at all no those things like they i want those things to happen as well so it's important yeah. That, that, that yeah that we work that out and yeah you know it's it is what it is it's all part of it you know every driver is in the same you, you know people are in that position it doesn't matter what you do in any mm. industry you know 
getting a house is challenging. It is what it is. You know, marriage is difficult. You know, it's not. It's it's not difficult. But you know, it's a thing that has to happen, and 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 it's a challenge, and you've got to make that happen. That's just life. That's what it is. Um, but yeah, my life, I've just got my spot in it as well. So. Yeah, I guess it's like any, it's like any any high pressure job. Any like I say, like you're an athlete at the end of the day. So there is there is that there's values that you've built up, and the, the way you have routine your day. If you don't put a routine in place, you're going to fall fall aside. And I guess it's, it's it's having that conversation of fitting that routine in and where you can have a, spend that time together when you can when you can think about the future. And you almost like is scheduling your life a big thing. Um, it 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 is, and um, it's I'm quite flippant with what I do, so I might decide to do one thing or I've been very good at um, setting goals for myself that are probably a little bit unachievable in a day. Um, and I've, I've had to learn that um, I'm, I'm very, um, because I'm working with um, thinking it better as they, 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 they do a, um, a process um, on you. They call it an AVA. I'm not sure what it's called in the industry, but I know it is an AVA and you answer a series of questions um, through a questionnaire and you write a little bit about yourself um, and that goes off and it gets analysed and it comes back. Um, you might be familiar with what it is or I, don't, I actually don't know what it is. It's a corporate thing. Um, and it tells you who you are as a person um, and it breaks that down. And if you understand that, then you can actually understand the mechanics of how you think and therefore what, what can make you feel sad or what make you feel frustrated or stressed. Um, and that was a huge benefit to me. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't totally open to it until I saw it. And and Ian from Thinking It Better went through it with me. Um, I'm looking over here because I've got my helmet over here, by the way, and it says Thinking It Better on across the visor. So that's why yeah. I keep looking down there. So I'm actually reading it as I say it. So I'll try and focus on on yourself. But um, when I understood what what was the what was going on in my head, it was like, ah, right, I get it, I get it. So. I need to see instant results. So I need to see something's happening. I need to see that I've achieved something. So like, for example, if I set a goal of uh, writing an about me page on, on a website or my website, I want to see that achieved and I want to as quick as possible, ideally in the day that I set to do it. It might take a bit longer, of course, because you've got to write mm. it. But not only do I personally want to see that achieved, I want to see it perfect and I want it yesterday. That's the problem that I have. So I'm like, I over, I set a goal that's not necessarily achievable in the time that I set it in because I want mm. it I want perfect and I want it yesterday. Um, and I have very limited time to do it anyway. So because I understand those things from what thinking it better have gone through with me, then I'm like, ah, I know what's going on here. Like my head's trying to sort out all those, like, it's like car park, like all those cars are trying to park in my head. Like they're all like scattered around and I'm like standing at the front trying to park all these cars. And actually what I really need to do is just let the cars go by and just do it all tomorrow because mm. so what, just do it tomorrow. And that's, so that's from that perspective that it really helps you help me anyway. It helps me understand how I work and it helps me work with me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause, cause you, you are, you are, you're, 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 it's very interesting actually. I, it's, I might have to do one of those. Um, <laughs> cause it sounds like we're pretty you'll similar. Be so shocked. Yeah. You'll be so shocked because it's, it, you, you, you can't lie. You just can't lie. You, you know, even if you try to be clever, in the questionnaire the whole point of it is is that if you try to be clever it'll know and it'll say well actually you're putting a front on mm. and you be like from this it says you're putting a front on because this is trying to be clever it's so it's such a clever tool i mean I, I, from a from a corporate space which is where their business is their, their, the majority of their business is obviously their their relationship with me is to try and try and extend into sports people because it's a huge mindset thing it's all about mindset um mm. and actually it's all about belief really uh, certainly where i am if you if you go on track and you think to yourself 
I'm not as quick as him or her. What's likely that's going to happen? Your body's going to subconsciously react to that and you're going to go, hmm, I'm not as quick as them, so I'm not going to go for the overtake because I'm not as quick as them. Whereas my belief system is totally opposite. Like, I think I'm quicker than everyone else. And if I'm not, it's the car's, it's the car's fault. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you no, can I control know. what you can control. Exactly. And, no. and it's, it's, um, it's a gladiatorial sport. It's, um, it's fascinating. You should really speak to, to, to the guys over there. And it really is an interesting, interesting topic. I, I was very um, not open to, to mindset. Um, it was something I was very closed off to. And it was explained to me like mechanics and how the brain actually works and how the chemicals move around the head um, and actually things happen. And once that's explained to you, like, ah, yeah, that's why I get angry. Or, yeah, that's why I get stressed. And mm. once you physically understand that, then you can work with it and you can control it. And, you know, so I know that if I keep going, it will get done. And if it gets done, I'll be like, great, I'm satisfied now. Super stuff. Next task. Doesn't matter if I'm one in the morning, I get more satisfaction out of uh, getting the job done than I do sleeping. So, hey, you know, <laughs> and, I, and I know that. So it works yeah. a treat. And ultimately yeah. off the back of that, I then get to do my sport. And ultimately off the back of that, I know that I'm, I'm good, you know, in the mindset. And then ultimately at the back of that, I win, which is great because that's what I want to do. And then ultimately at the back of that, I should be able to get to touring cars and hopefully win that because I'm good. And then, yeah, it's all good. So from that, you see all these like these levels of where you, your mindset is and actually, yeah, sweet results. That's fantastic. I think it's, it's, yeah, that's what you need. I guess racing is results. You can't, you can't come a second because then you've lost. But there we go. Basically, <laughs> although in saying that, um, my um, my my thought process is that I always drive a top three race, and if I don't finish in the top three, that's factor out of my control. So it doesn't really affect me that much because I always drive to the best that I can, which is top three. So <laughs> it's a mindset yeah. thing. It's just how you think. It's just how you think. You know, it's when you go up to the back of someone, right? Cool. I've caught you up. Left or right? Which way am I going? You're going to the inside, I'm going left then. It's simple as that, left or right. So, you know, when you're overtaking somebody. So it's all about that mindset. Fascinating, really fascinating. And I'd recommend it to anybody in, and there's a huge crossover between business and, and, and motorsport. It's all, it's all it, it is a business, that's what it is. Um, so the course is a huge crossover. But if you can get that mind in the right frame, of, in the right space, then it's like, wow, this is powerful. You know, this is mega. This is really mega. Yeah, that's really, it's, always, it's a great place to end. Before we do, and there are five questions I like to ask, sort of like quick fire Go sort of it. thing. And the top first one of those being, what is your ultimate three car garage? Oh man, that's a good question. Ultimate, uh, wow, RS five hundred, one of five hundred, if I can. Uh, GT forty, no F forty. God, got my GT F forty wrong. F forty, um, and something new. What would it be? Um, go on, Sharon, why not? Um, one car. To drive on or any road or track you can only do it once where would you go and what would you take oh i'd take an rs500 to mount panorama in bathurst simple Fair as enough. that fact yeah. behind me that, that one <laughs> <laughs> that one right there <laughs> if it's if, it, if it's not been put up in a pedestal or locked away in a cage for some it's actually being race at the moment in germany it makes me upset <laughs> oh well i mean it should make you happy if anything right, i'm raced. just worried about crashing it not my car though so hey <laughs> fair enough um, and the next one is if you couldn't get if, like, if money was no object and like you didn't need money to live what would you do and why um i'd quite seriously i'd race in the british touring cars and i'd keep doing it until i win um because that's what i want to do yeah oh, cool it's like, clearly it's a simple as that <laughs> yeah I mean, it's just this one thing isn't it it's just it's pretty touring and then it sounds like you're going to get there um and then the next question is if you would give advice to a younger you or someone that wants to pursue something with their passion, what would you say? 
It's always the same. Jump. Don't not do it. Jump. Do it. Just do it. You 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 will make the wrong choices, but just keep going and you will do it. That's why I do it. What do you love most about like racing and motorsport? Um the feeling you get when you have a good race. I can't describe it. It's off the level. Like it's like the 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 feeling you get throughout your entire body is just like wow. And you're on like cloud nine for like weeks afterwards as well. It's just like so, so so rewarding when you go out and you have a really really good race uh, and you and everything goes to plan and you come out and everyone's like patting you on the back and you're just like oh this is so cool that that's what i love most about it brilliant oh Bradley, thank you so much for your time it's been a pleasure to get to know a bit more about you and your journey so thank you thanks for having me see you later now something special ignition is releasing a clothing line this clothing line is something that we've been working on for quite a while now and behind the scenes been figuring out how could we give back and the way you want to give back is give designers 30% of everything that's sold. So if you buy a t-shirt, 30% of the profits from that t-shirt will go directly to the artist. It's just a way for us to show the great and amazing talent that is in the automotive and motorsport world. And that means if you do have a design or an idea for a clothing line, give us a message. Email me at harry at ignitionpod.com. That's harry at ignitionpod.com. I'd love to have a chat. But anyway, back to the episode. Oh, and before you go, podcast listeners get 15% off. So check the show notes below for that code for you. I wanted to say a massive well done and thank you for taking your time to listen to what me and my guests have to say. This podcast was designed to help people in the automotive and motorsport industries. And so if you think I've done that, please hit follow on this app. I would really appreciate it and it would help us get bigger and better guests. See you next time.